Welcome to the Flow State Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Nora Candido. And Monica Crony. Let's get into the flow. All right. We are so excited. This is our first podcast. Are you excited? Woo! I'm so excited. Yes, so excited. <laughs> Let us quickly introduce ourselves, why we're here, why we're doing this, and what you can expect from us. So Nora, why don't you kick it off? Absolutely. So yes, I'm Nora Candido. I am a registered dietitian. I specialize in gut health and hormone healing. And my sole mission is to help you to feel at home in your body, whatever that looks and feels like to you. I'm so happy to be here. Amazing. I'm so happy you're here with me. Hello, everyone. I'm Monica Groney. I am the founder and CEO of Marea. I am just a period obsessed human. I love wellness and I'm a PMDD warrior. So I have been through the trenches myself and healed myself through deep diving on all of these topics and surrounding myself by amazing people like Nora. So I am so excited to be here and sharing my experience and being able to ask the questions as if I'm just one of you. Yeah, that's so important. Yes, so important. We thought it would be super fun if we just did a quick rapid fire so you could get to know us a little bit about our periods, some of our favorite foods, all of that. So I'm going to ask Nora a couple questions. First one, real quick, period product of choice. So I converted to using a menstrual cup almost three years ago, and I will never look back. I love it. It's sustainable. It's super easy to clean. I want to demystify the menstrual cup here in the future. (laughs) Which brand do you use? So I have cycled through a few. I've been using the salt cup more recently, and I like this one. It's a good, good match for me, and I think that's an important thing to kind of figure out. There are quizzes online. You can see based on your activity level. And even if you've had a pregnancy before, it's also going to change that fit. So I think it's really important for people to find what works best for their body. Amazing. What about you? Well, so I use menstrual cups and tampons. This cycle, I ended up using tampons because I hadn't cleaned my cup. And sometimes I feel like the cleaning of it can just be like... (laughs) a barrier for me. Mm. (laughs) So I love the Viv cup. Their cup has a little ring on the bottom. I also have a salt cup, but I found the salt cup has just like a little, I like to call it the dongle. I don't know what to call it. (laughs) Yeah. And I found it was hard to get it out. And sometimes I'd like pull it and it'd slap back and hit me, which isn't Mm -hmm. (laughs) the most amazing thing. The Viv cup does have a little ring, so it's really easy to just hook into and pull out, which I love. So there are so many options out there. Breaks that section, like the seal, so it's easier to pull it out. Totally. How old were you when you first got your period? I was 14, and it was very memorable because we were leaving on a family trip to England. And those were the days. It was like a beautiful first cycle ahead. No idea that it was coming. It was super light. And I was like, well, okay, this is it. We are entering into womanhood. And then that was the last of those beautiful early on cycles. And that's where my story really started. But we'll talk more about that later. (laughs) What about you? I was nine. So I was pretty young and it came out of nowhere. I remember my mom and I were up Sugarloaf, the ski resort in Maine. It was fall. And all of a sudden, I just had like brown stuff in my underwear. And I was like, did I poop my pants? (laughs) (laughs) And I was, (laughs) I was so young that I 
didn't know what it was. Like I hadn't come up in school yet. And I think my mom was even unprepared being like, oh, like I didn't expect you to get this early. So it was a little bit of a startling situation. But yeah, I kind of eased into it over time. Yeah, that's definitely sounds like a little bit more on the traumatic side. It was traumatic. How long currently are your cycles? Cycle length is such a good indicator of health and Mm -hmm. if your periods are regular and normal. And so I thought this would be a fun question of just like how many days on average is your cycle right now? I love this question. And it's something that I think not a lot of people use for that informational purpose. But I've watched this change after coming off of birth control and started tracking my cycles more closely where they were once like 26-ish days, and now they're about 30, 32, 33, depending. But that's completely normal, and we'll definitely talk more about that here. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so mine currently are – it's kind of funny. You're seem to be on the longer side. You know, they say like a 28-day cycle is the average. I am closer to 24 days. So right now, sometimes it's 23, sometimes it's 25, but always less than 26, I would say. Yeah. And anywhere really from 21 to even 35 days is considered to be normal. And even different sources will say different things. It's just something to be mindful of. And especially if you're ovulating consistently, if your cycle is consistent in and of itself at that length. That might be just your cycle length. It doesn't need to be that 28 day exactly. And also we don't all have ovulation midway through our cycle on day 14. That's not a magical number either. And that's a huge misconception and makes a very big difference if you're trying to conceive or trying to avoid pregnancy. Yeah, totally. That ovulation window and kind of that fertility window will definitely be something we have to dive into because I feel like It is coming up a lot right now, especially for me, because I'm trying to conceive right now. So we'll have to have a fun conversation about that. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite meal? And this can be like comfort food, like just your favorite thing that you're always like, yes, I'm so glad we're having this for dinner tonight. Mm. I make curry at least once a week. I love anything curried flavored lentils. I usually make mine with tofu or shrimp. But yeah, uh, curry is an absolute staple, like comfort feel food for me. It feels like somebody's giving me a hug from the inside out. I'd have to go. I love curry. I do love it. It is really warming and fun. We make curry a lot too, but I am obsessed with tacos. I feel like it's just, it's kind of like pizza where you can have pizza, but have it in so many different varieties. Tacos are the same. You can do like steak tacos or I love sweet potato tacos. I love shrimp tacos, fish tacos. I'm just, yeah, I should have, I want to live in Mexico. So tacos, love tacos. Okay. And last rapid fire question, what is your favorite way to move your body? I have been loving riding my bike all year round, but especially in the summer. And it's just like starting to enter into fall-ish crisp weather season here in the Northeast. And I am So, so grateful to have access to a safe bike path and a new place to discover. Amazing. So fun. Yeah, the fall is such a fun time for that because the chill air on your face feels so good. I can relate for sure. I am a big trail runner and there's just something about going on a long trail run and being out in the mountains somewhere 
where you like run into backpackers who have like days of things on their back and I just have like water and I'm like, I'll be back at my car tonight eating a cheeseburger and you suckers are camping on the ground. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I just love it. (laughs) That's so great. Okay. That was super fun. I hope everyone out there learned something about us and we would love to know some of these things about you. So come on over to social and share with us anything on any of these topics that are your favorites or how long your cycle is. It'd be so fun to hear. All right. So let's dive in. Why are we even starting this podcast? Yes, I am so excited. I don't know about you, but I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time. So really, really excited to be doing this. And I think for me, one of the big reasons that I want to do a podcast, especially on this topic of menstrual health, periods, reproductive health, is I really do think that people are more open to hearing about these topics in this format. And I think we'll have really good luck about continuing to spread awareness and supporting these women's health topics. So just really excited to be able to share our knowledge, our experiences, and expand this conversation a little bit further. Absolutely. And what I love about this is that it's a free platform. Everybody has access to it and we can reach a much greater population of people and the people that really, really need to hear what we're talking about. So that's what I'm most excited about. For me, my personal mission is to spread this knowledge far and wide. So the more people that know about it, the better. And I love when all different types of people get access to this kind of information too, and they share it with their sister, with their niece, or with their cousin, their best friend, their sister. And I love that. And we can foster a community around it because we are all navigating the same things. (laughs) This is such a big part of our lives. And we shouldn't have to navigate these issues alone. So, so happy that we have this platform and the ability to even do that through podcasting. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's super interesting as well how, you know, people getting to know you and I and seeing us be comfortable with these conversations. My hope is that it makes other people feel more comfortable whether it's having these conversations in their friend groups or with their parents or with other people in their lives, but just watching other women feel really comfortable sharing their experience, I think can be really expansive. Absolutely. And being a provider too, I think it's important that we have other providers that we know and trust and I myself as being a resource to individuals as well. So I'm excited to be able to provide this kind of knowledge and education again, and, and be that provider. If you've had poor negative experiences, maybe you've been gaslit. We probably all have by previous medical providers, but knowing that you will be seen, validated, and heard here, and we will be doing live Q and A's and be responding to our audience as well. So this is as much for you as it is for spreading this mission. Yeah. And can you maybe just explain that medical gaslighting to people who maybe haven't heard that term before? I think that this is something that happens a lot, but someone might not know what that means. Yes, absolutely. So this term in and of itself is meaning that you have just been completely dismissed. Maybe you have brought up some of these menstrual health concerns or any sort of symptom in the past to your doctor, and they have just completely written it off. Or they've said, 
oh, that's normal. Or, you know, these are typical things to experience with your menstrual cycle. And it does not just have to be limited to your menstrual cycle. It can be anything pertaining to your own lived experience, even beyond health. But most importantly, you need to find somebody that when you express a symptom or a concern, you know your body better than anybody else. And you need to be your own health advocate. And until you get that answer that you are seeking, finding somebody who is going to honor that and listen and trust, because again, you are your own advocate and you're listening to that inner wisdom coming from your body is the best tool that you have. So it's so important. Thank you for explaining that. I feel like that's such an important thing for us to all recognize and be aware of when we are in situations with medical providers. So super helpful. And I think that that's a good segue into just talking about what you can expect to learn on this podcast. I know for me, when I started, when I got my period, when I started to want to learn more about it, I didn't really know like where to go. There was not period TikTok. There was not people talking about this outwardly on Instagram. And so for me, I think one of the things that I want to share is a place where people can ask the taboo questions that they maybe don't feel comfortable going to their teachers, going to their nurse at school, going to their friends, their parents, whatever it is, but really a place where you can maybe anonymously ask that question and we're here for it. Absolutely. Like this is the health class that we've all needed and deserve to have. And it doesn't matter what life stage or cycle that you're in. We will cover it from puberty through postmenopause. And everybody relates to that in some degree or shape or form. And I'm so excited. Yeah, it comes down to like so many different areas of wellness, right? Like this is the group chat that you don't have that you need with like the expert in it. So like, nutrition, lifestyle, mental health, all of those things are all things that we will be talking about and that can relate back to your menstrual cycle, your reproductive health. And as females, like our menstrual health is our health. So it's just relates to everything. Absolutely. Yeah. When I ask people if they remember anything from their like sex ed or their health class in high school pertaining to their cycles, it's that, oh, you can get pregnant at any time. And I definitely want to do a lot of debunking and demystifying of a lot of these taboo topics that are wildly untrue and not helpful for anybody. It's, you know, you should have these informed or have the information to make informed decisions. And by telling you something that's not true is not helpful. (laughs) No, and it's crazy just the amount of people who, you know, we were given that scare tactic in school, right? Like, don't have sex, you're going to get pregnant. <laughs> no matter where, what day it is, you're going to get pregnant. I actually, I've been sharing a little bit of my trying to conceive, like, journey on TikTok. And I had a post go crazy because I was talking about how, like, actually challenging it can be to, like, have sex at the right time. And people are like, wait, what? I was always scared thinking that, like, I was just going to get pregnant all the time. And obviously there's so many different factors that go into this, but there's just so much that we aren't taught or that we're taught wrong or poorly. And so we hope to shed some light on these things that were maybe wrongly taught to us. (laughs) I'm laughing at the shedding pun with periods, but (laughs) might just be me. 
Um, but I feel like I should just debunk that while we're talking about it and why we're given that information that you can get pregnant at any time when you are maybe just first starting to menstruate. And it's because it can take up to 10 years for your hormones to really regulate on their own. So if you are nine years old or however old you are when you're first getting your cycle, that might mean for those next 10 years, you potentially could get pregnant because your cycles are so irregular that you may potentially ovulate two days after your period ends, or it might be 10 days after. It's just not consistent or predictable, so we can't use that time in our lives as a reliable or predictable time, period. But when you are older or when you are trying to conceive, no matter what age you are, having the strategies and the tools to know and learn more about your body and your own cycles so that you can time it appropriately for either trying to conceive or trying to avoid conception or getting pregnant. Yeah. Boom. Nora's already dropping the knowledge. So (laughs) that's just a little taste of what you're going to get here. So I think that that's so important for us to understand and our cycles are changing throughout our life. So, so, so important. Okay. So who is this podcast for? I think it is for everyone. There does not need to be a gender. I don't even think it has to be specific to menstruating people because there are people who are missing their cycle or they might be navigating perimenopause or maybe you haven't even gotten your period yet. You are welcome here and you will be learning all things about our menstrual health, our hormones in general, our our reproductive health, period. This can be for your partner. This can be for your husband, if that's the case for you. It is for everyone. They're going to learn something here. Yeah. And even I'd say even like for the dads out there who maybe have a teenage daughter or really for anyone, like if you're interested in learning about women's health, hormones, reproductive health, menstrual cycles, menopause, perimenopause, any of those things, you are in the right place. And we are so excited to have you as part of our community. Yes. I think it would be really helpful, though, to just share a little bit more about Maria in general and why you even created the company itself. Yeah. So Maria is a menstrual wellness company. And the brand came to be because of my own struggles with my period. I obviously got my period really early, and it was very quickly that I was discovering irregularities, heavy periods, a lot of acne. And I think a lot of teens can probably relate to this experience. You get your period, and all of a sudden your body is like, what the heck is going on? Oh my God, I'm getting thrown all of these things, emotions, blah. Like it's just like a hormones getting thrown at you. And so I went on birth control super early because that was kind of the solution that was given to me. Same. In my 20s, I came to realize that what I thought I was experiencing was bipolar disorder because it was such a roller coaster and I had no cycle awareness, meaning I wasn't tracking my cycle. I wasn't keeping up with when my cycle was coming. I had no body awareness around my cycle. And so these emotional fits that I was experiencing felt like they were coming out of nowhere. It was truly like every few weeks I was just like, oh my God, like I'm depressed and like I'm unmotivated and who is this person? And I felt really out of control. So to me, I was like, I must be bipolar or I must have depression and come to find out what I was experiencing is PMDD. And we will definitely dig into PMDD here. But I went on this journey to try to find something that could support what I was experiencing. 
I was tired of being handed different birth controls to find. I, at the time, wasn't interested in trying a SSRI or an antidepressant medication. I really wanted to see if this was something that I could work through from a more root cause. Nutrition was kind of the unlock key for me. It was the thing that I felt like I could implement that also brought awareness to my cycle, to my everyday, that keyed me in on lifestyle changes I needed to make. And for me, it was just that first step was a nurse practitioner actually telling me to try supplements and it changed my life. So I knew I had to bring in some form this to other women this knowledge, this education, this awareness, this kind of stepping stone in hopes that it could help them the way it helped me. And Maria was created. So I created this drinkable supplement because my supplement regimen was very painful and unsustainable and I wanted to make it easier. And it also just allowed me a platform to be able to bring the community together that also needed this help. And it kind of has just become my life mission of trying to help as many women as possible, as many people who experience what I experienced as possible, feel in control and feel normal. Honestly, it's so inspiring. And I think your story is what really drew me to the brand. And becoming and being a dietitian, I did not think I would be associated with brands because I didn't want to come off as salesy etc. But I have never resonated with a company or a mission more than I have with Maria. And I take it myself. I'm literally like drinking it right now. And I love it. For me, it is that all encapsulating multivitamin that is so helpful for banishing PMS to help you live in your flow state. And I love that. It's also delicious. So it helps me be more consistent. I'm terrible at taking supplements, which is so ironic. And I have a lot of like stomach discomfort with other supplements. So maybe that's why I'm not good at taking them. And with this, like I don't feel nausea after I take it, which was a big thing that I would experience with other B vitamins. So it's something that has really clicked and worked for me. And it's worked for a lot of my clients. And again, I just love being able to help provide as a medical advisor for the company and also be able to represent this brand and help spread the mission even more so. And I can't say enough good things about you, Monica. I just love being in your corner and being your teammate. It's been so fun to already be a part of this. I'm so grateful for the people that this brand and this kind of life path have brought me to. It's been so fun being able to meet people like you and become friends with people like across the country. Literally, Nora lives in Pennsylvania. I'm in Wyoming. Like we met for the first time a few weeks ago. It's just crazy what life can bring you. So I'm so grateful to have you in my circle. And I'm so excited to be doing this together. So thank you so much for for kind of uh, being on my team with this. Absolutely. No, me too. It's going to be, it already is awesome. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for tuning into our first episode. There's so much more to come and we're so excited to have you here. Yeah. See you on the next episode, I guess. (laughs) We'll see you next time.